How do you organise a community health program when no one speaks the same language? With theatre, of course. I'm Tegan Taylor and this is Occam's Razor, a soapbox for science. Today, Renly Lim explains how being a little bit dramatic can help in malaria elimination. So let's say tonight, when you're back home while making dinner or chilling on the couch, or if you have young children like me, then perhaps trying to convince a a two-and-a-half-year-old it's time for bed, which I don't have to do tonight. (laughs) Someone knocks on your door. So you open the door and you see someone who looks really strange with a skin colour that you've never seen before. So not white, not brown, not black, but green, like Shrek or the Hulk. Hmm, which one's scarier? Let's go with the Hulk. So the Hulk knocks on your door and says, hey, there's a deadly disease that has been spreading in your neighbourhood. We have a pill that can prevent this disease, but we need you, your family, your friends, your neighbours, everyone you know, to take this pill so that together we can stop this disease. Well, here you go. Please take it now. Well, don't, don't worry. I, the Hulk, is a healthcare professional. I am a pharmacist. And together with various universities, we are working with your government to eliminate this disease in your neighbourhood. Hashtag trust the science. All you need to do is take this pill for a disease that you don't have. But trust me, it will work and it will help you and your community. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Well, if I was the person who opened the door just now, I would freak out and call the police right away. (laughs) But this is also kind of what we're asking villages in rural Cambodia in Southeast Asia do. So I worked with a group of researchers from the University of Oxford, many of them Caucasians, to try to convince people living in some of the most remote areas in Southeast Asia to take medication for malaria, even if they don't have malaria. So malaria is a serious and sometimes fatal disease caused by parasites that spread from one human to another through mosquitoes. And to stop malaria from spreading, one commonly used strategy is called mass drug administration, where we give anti-malarial medication to everyone in a local community at approximately the same time. Now, for this strategy to be successful, we need as many people as possible to take this medication. Malaria infects 200 million people and kills 600,000 people globally every year, most of them children. We cannot let children die from an easily preventable disease. So we expected people to participate because it is the best thing to prevent the disease. But these local villages have had very minimal contact with the outside world. They live in an area where there is no electricity and no internet. It is very challenging to get villagers to participate in mass drug administration because not only are many unaware of the risk and dangers of malaria, they also do not understand why we're doing this. So when we approached them, some villagers were very skeptical because for starters, they probably look like the Hulk to them. And me wearing green tonight is, is my best attempt to look like She-Hulk. Bearing in mind, I've got a toddler. I don't have very much time. So the villagers don't know us. They don't know where we are from. Why are we here? What are we doing? They don't know us, so why should they trust us? This got us thinking. 
how do we get people who live in areas with no electricity, no clean water, no means of communication with the outside world, many who are illiterate, to understand the importance of malaria elimination efforts? We really wanted something that resonated with the local people, but we knew little about what they liked. But we did, what we did know was that the local people know their community best. So we gathered the local brains, and with the help of a translator, we talked to the local health authorities, the village leaders, and the local community. The local people told us to use Cambodian drama because it is very popular in rural areas. I was beyond thrilled because I could finally put to good use my hundreds of hours of experience watching Netflix. <laughs> I remember thinking, this is awesome. So that was what they did. We decided to use drama to create malaria awareness and to explain to the villagers what we do. Our aim was to use drama to convey malaria messages in a simple, easy to understand manner to help convince and motivate people to participate in Mastra administration. But the next immediate challenge was, how do we gather people and have a large event so that we can reach as many people as possible? The villages travel by foot, and there are still millions of hidden and unexploded landmines in Cambodia. This means people couldn't travel far, even if they wanted to. So to curb this challenge, we decided we would do the traveling. So we traveled from one village to another every three days for a few months every year. So the travel itself was very challenging. And one of the most challenging but also memorable experience was the day the only bridge connecting two villages split by a river collapsed because of very heavy rain the day before. But we had to keep moving to stay on schedule to go to the next village. So we swam and moved our bikes across the river. And thankfully, it was a pretty shallow one. So now we could get to the villages, but we also needed to consider how to advertise the event. So I would have loved to use Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram to spread the word to my millions of followers. Just kidding. I mean, my non-existent number of followers on social media. But we had to use more traditional ways. So we drove around each village in trucks and announced the event twice a day for three days using loudspeakers. I can see some of you smiling. You're probably thinking this is quite fun. And it was. But if I'm being honest, because the roads were very steep and in poor conditions, I remember there was once I was on the truck and all I could think of was, oh dear Lord, please don't let me fall off the truck, <laughs> especially not an area where there are landmines. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder with my pretty minimal survival skills how I made it out of this project alive. I'm really glad I'm here today. So in each village, we conducted a two and a half day workshop where we got local people to share their knowledge, stories, and talents, followed by a three-hour drama performance on the third evening in front of nearly the entire village. The overarching theme was malaria elimination, and we did that by weaving in malaria messages in all of our activities and drama performances. We even got children to dress as mosquitoes because we <laughs> needed something tiny, um, and they are so cute. And because we know people can't say no to children, so everyone would come. Our project ran for several years, from 2016 to 2019, but had to stop at the start of the pandemic. The project has been very successful and very well received. 
and our evaluation of the project showed that people understood the purpose of the project, the messages were very clear, and they enjoyed themselves very much. The project also contributed to an increase in participation in MESTRA administration, which was our ultimate goal. There is one quote from one of the villages that I particularly liked. She said, we have never had something like this before in our lives. I will remember this for the rest of my life. Throughout this community outreach journey, I learned many things. One of it being how silly I was to bring a hairdryer to a village that had no electricity. <laughs> I mean, nobody told me what I signed up for, and I have very long hair that needs drying. Hashtag first world problem. I also learned how important it is to gain trust. So we lived with the local people to learn about their culture and what they like doing. I remember when I first arrived in Cambodia, the villagers gave us tubes and asked us to go tubing by the river. Apparently, it was one of their favorite activities. We did that for two hours. It was super fun. But later that night, they told us that they have, for a very long time, wanted to find out whether there were any crocodiles in the river. <laughs> it is safe to say I never did it again. But what we constantly did was spending all the time that we had and putting in extra effort to let them know what we do and to let the villagers better understand our work so that they can trust us. And these are things that are really difficult to measure or scientifically evaluate and publish in a journal. And finally, we learned that the villagers love drama, which is one of their few sources of entertainment, while we, the researchers, love to be dramatic because we know otherwise we're not very interesting. But you know, what's life without a little drama? Thank you. That was Dr. Renly Lim, Senior Research Fellow in Clinical and Health Sciences at the University of South Australia. She was speaking at our Occam's Razor live event at MOD in Adelaide on the traditional lands of the Ghana people in November last year. And speaking of live shows, if you'd like to come to one of our events, we have one coming up in Perth. It is on the 22nd of February. Check out our website for more details. I would love to see you there. But for now, I'll be back next week with another dramatic tale from the land of science. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN. <laughs>